Hey, Miles, Uncle David, calling from uh, from Florida. I'm not sure where you're at right now. I think you might be back in Florida, but I just wanted to call you, reach out to you, and let you know of my love and support uh, for all that you've been going through. Um, it's right now about 7 o'clock on Friday night. I'll be up till about 9, 9.30. And then in tomorrow morning, feel free to call me, 727-418-7860. So just like to find out how you're doing, brother. I love you and praying for you, brother. Don't give up. That is my great Uncle David. Um, and there's going to be some waterworks on this episode uh, he passed away a few days ago on Thanksgiving. He is, uh, one of the, <laughs> one second, <laughs> one second, one of the biggest reasons of who and why, why and who I am, uh, in religious ways, in family ways, in morals, why I do so many things that I do, why I have the following that I have and the things that I preach and he's gone from earth and he's in a better place. Uncle David was and is one of the biggest reasons of why our family is the way it is. All of my families, my cousins, my second and third cousins, all of us, he, he was a big staple and he brought us together. I've done some grieving, but, uh, <clears throat> this one's big and I was fine before I heard, I, I re-listened to the voicemail. Um, he's, he's the most positive dude. He has been a priest, Catholic priest his entire life. Um, but also dipped into other religions. He did two Spanish masses every week. He worked with gangs. He preached nonviolence and love. He was a big part of Chicago. He got to meet with President Obama for his actions. He worked with prisons. He worked with drug addicts. He cared for people. <laughs> fuck this is so suggy but i have to do this episode i have to look back on this i want this for my personal records and i want to talk to you guys about him and i want to share my thoughts on nonviolence and love and i want to dedicate most of this is crazy what the heck i'm by myself in a room right now i want to dedicate a lot of um, what I do and most of uh, most of what's coming next for my chapters to him I want I want to reflect on his life and I want to carry his beliefs and what he did for our family and friends and strangers and everything he is one of the best people, one of the best men, man that I've ever met. 
I have a couple other voicemails, but I'm not going to share all of them. Um, But every single one of them starts like this from him. Hey, Mr. Miles. Mr. Miles. Hey, Miles. Uncle David. Hey, Mr. Miles. Mr. Miles. Mr. Miles. Happy birthday to you, my great nephew. This is Uncle David. And today is your birthday. God bless you. Just know I'm thinking about you and love you and praying for the best for you, okay? Have a great birthday. Clearly, he has a lot of energy in his voice. He has a lot of love. This wasn't just his attitude towards me. This was his attitude with thousands and thousands of people. Our family is, of course, devastated, but I think that... uh, we, I know that we are all going to get closer because of this, and uh, that's usually how it goes, right? You lose someone super special, uh, and it brings you closer in a way, makes you value life differently. Family becomes way more important all of a sudden, and I think one of the biggest key takeaways from losing David is that no matter how good and how much kindness and love you can spread, you can never be prepared for death. You can never predict when the end is coming. There's a plan for all of us. We have no control over that. And I think that one of the biggest reasons for life is to spread love and leave an impact like my uncle David. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to focus as much as possible here. Uh, I'm an emotional person, but on top of this, I, of course, have been kind of a roller coaster the past few days. For Thanksgiving, I had a really special Thanksgiving besides this news. Um, I took my buddy who has never had a real Thanksgiving, who didn't grow up with a family or any normalcy that most of us have, yet he is one of the best dudes I know. I'm not going to share any names, Um, but I took him to my other friend's house who took us in. We got the invite the day before. They took us in. They take in foreign families that don't have anywhere to go and friends, and they have a big family themselves. And we had this big traditional Thanksgiving. The meal was amazing. We played a big few games of football right before. It just felt like Thanksgiving. It felt so right. It felt like I was meant to be there. Um, And of course, I would love to be with family. But if I had to pick anything else, this was the next best best thing. Uh, They're great people. And unfortunately, right after we played football, we were walking in to go eat and have Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and my parents called me to tell me the news of what had happened with my uncle. So, uh, I had to put on a, you know, a different face. Of course I'm there. Uh, but my friend was here for me and he was like, if you want to go, we can go. If you want to talk about it, you can talk about it, do whatever you need. And, um, I'm very grateful that he was with me when I shared the news, he's a fairly new friend of mine and he's a great person and he's been through more than anyone I know. And maybe we can talk about that together one day on the podcast, because I think his 
story is worth telling, but of course that's up to him. Regardless, even though the day was amazing, we I had some of the worst news that could ever be delivered, um, which is a pure reflection of what I mean by no matter how great something can be, you can never be prepared for death, you can never be prepared for something bad to happen. Bad news, war, death, whatever it is, you can't be prepared. Um, but what you can do is look for the good, preach the good, be there for people, be the light for people that need it, um, and leave your mark here. I believe it was August 20th-ish when I went to Florida to go spend some time with Uncle David, and we went uh, out to eat, and we got to talk, and something was off about that dinner that I didn't tell anyone about until now, and now I told my dad about it, but something fell off. He was the most grateful, the most reflectful that I've ever seen him, where he just kept talking about how proud he is of our family, how proud he is of me with my recent um, things that I've been doing in life at that time and everything, buying the house, living in a van, moving away from state to state, uh, spreading positivity. He kissed, he just kept going. Usually he does talk about it, but he kept going. He kept sitting there and reflecting and talking about life and circumstances and um, everything. And it just felt weird. It just felt like something was different. And if there was a time that I could predict that he would leave this place, it would be soon after that dinner. And it happened, of course. Uh, but it was a very, I'm very glad that that was my last uh, interaction with him. And uh, you might notice that I have to keep pausing this podcast to, this is a long, this is going to be a long uh, recording session for me. Anyways, the last phone call I had with him about a month ago, he called me and we talked a ton about Gandhi and how Martin Luther King went to Gandhi to learn how to preach love and nonviolence. And I, I didn't, I don't know too much about Gandhi and I know a fraction of Martin Luther King's story and he wanted me to learn about Gandhi. He had never wanted me to learn about anything. And even though he's a Catholic priest and heavy into religion, he was never pushy. He never wanted to force anything on anyone. He actually worked and sympathized with atheists. He, he worked with non-believers or other um, religions so much. He was never um, forceful on his beliefs. He was invitational as far as because of what a great person he was and his faith's faith, you wanted to be like him without him even saying, like, follow me into this thought or light or belief. And he really wanted me to learn about Gandhi. So, of course, I <laughs> that's my next journey here. Uh, I ordered a bunch of books, and he has a bunch of books at his house. My dad has been... Uh, my dad and other family's members have been going over to his place and collecting things and looking at things. And I've been getting lots of photos of Gandhi books that are being saved for me. Um, I guess just one Gandhi book. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know why I, I exaggerated that. Anyways, uh, I'm going to learn about Gandhi. I'm going to learn about more about how to preach love and nonviolence and the things that he did. Mahatma Gandhi uh, was referred to as the father of the nation in India. And this was uh, in the 1800s to 1900s. Um, and his approach was based on nonviolence, resistance, civil disobedience, and the principles of truth, love, and peaceful protests. He became known for his philosophy on Satyagraha, which emphasized the power of truth and the nonviolent resistance to injustice. People looked to Gandhi as the prominent leader in the Indian independence movement against British colonial rule. This man is beyond fascinating to me. Um, and I want to learn, of course, more about how Martin Luther King went to him to come back to the United States for what he believed in. I have all these questions and curiosity about him and where he learned his stuff, or did it just come to him? I think a reason why I feel so driven to learn about this and to talk about this more, besides my Uncle David wanting me to, is because it's it's been implemented into me. My parents, of course, taught me a lot of these ways um, of just loving others no matter what, but I also learned through life how to preach this. Um, and I feel like there's just something that I'm going to unlock, a reason why I've been doing this and created my company smile hard and everything I do on social media for the past six, seven years of preaching love, um, and smiling as big as you can and kindness, um, and helping others. I feel like there's just something there that I've been wanting to unlock and figure out. And, um, anyways, I've always been one to uh, result to peace when there's um, tension or hate or violence going on. Um, and what I mean by that is like I promote ways to resolve a conflict in, in a peaceful manner. I just that's just who I am. You know, some people it fight or flight. Um, and I don't think everything is fight or flight. Like, I think you can fight a battle by being peaceful. I think something I talk about a lot is when you get hate comments, that person needs a hug more than anyone. They've got so much hate or negativity in their life that they need to hate on something that you posted. Think about how sad of a life that is for them. Think about, you know, you, you will only be negative if you're surrounded by negativity. You're a product of your environment. You will only hate if you're being filled with hate. So those people, more more than anyone, need love. I learned this through my parents, but I learned it even more so through a man named Gary Vee, which some of you may know. But regardless on your opinions of him, he always just means the best. He wants the best. Sometimes he comes off strong, but I have been listening to him for seven years straight since 
being a junior in high school, I've always listened to him and kind of reflected on what he said. And this is one of the biggest takeaways of the things he says is that those who hate and those who try to bring you down need the most love. And in his own way, whether you like cussing or not, or a lot of energy, I think he is one of those modern characters, one of those modern people that preach love and nonviolence more than a lot of bigger people of his status. He works so hard to promote this theory of kindness. He leads by example. He shows love and kindness in his interactions with others. And he practices patience and empathy and compassion consistently. And he reminds me of my Uncle David. And I feel like if there's anything in life that I want to be, it's more like these people. Through the status of what I do through social media, uh, whether it's my social media or being on someone else's or the possibility of being on a talk show, I want to raise awareness and education on the importance of love and nonviolence and share stories and examples and teachings like Gandhi and Martin Luther King and my uncle David and Gary Vee, the power of peaceful resolutions and just loved-based actions. Uncle David, I am going to miss you so much, (laughs) but I know you're here. Uh, I've had some crazy feelings the past week, the past few days, and the night of your death, I was playing the guitar, I was playing my heart out, a specific song that's very, very powerful, I was belching it, and I was filling with goosebumps, and this moment of lifting, I guess it's like a lifting feeling. I've only had it now three times in my life at very impactful parts of my life. Um, and I just feel your presence so much. And I'm not one, you know me, if you know me, I'm not one to talk about this stuff too much. I don't talk about astrology too much. I don't talk about, you know, ghosts or anything. I don't, disbelieve anything and I don't fully believe anything I'm very open on every end of any thought Um, but of course like I love the thought that distant relatives are always looking over this is kind of my theory is like I hope there are ghosts but I hope they're positive ghosts or spirits that are here with you and trying to do everything they can to 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 advocate love and to protect you and to show you what's right and wrong and to save you in moments that you need saving. That's just what I've always felt, but um, I'm also like open to everything. Anyways, I've had some very special things where I I genuinely feel that you're there with me. Um, And I just hope that you you can stay here with me and we can, uh, and I can learn through your guidance of how to preach how you preached to so many people. No matter where you're at in life, if you preach nonviolence, love, hate, whatever you are feeling while listening to this podcast, whatever you are reflecting on yourself, if this is impacting you in any way, and if you want to start preaching more 
love and nonviolence and join me on this journey uh, starting now. <laughs> Remember that preaching love and nonviolence is a continual journey and it requires patience and perseverance and a commitment to living these values in your daily life. Start small, lead by example, and inspire others through your actions and your words. Uncle David was the one who brought our families together. He was the one who prayed over every meal. He was the one who you waited for to walk in the door at holidays or birthdays because he literally lit up the room. He was the tallest man in our family. He had the biggest smile in our family. Family meaning distant families to close family. He was the one who you wanted to be pulled aside to and talked to for hours when there was so much going on. I always looked forward to him coming over and me going over there or meeting him or a phone call from him. And I'm sorry if this podcast is annoying and deep or whatever, <laughs> um, but this is for myself. And if you can get value out of this, I appreciate that. But this is for me to reflect on. This is for me to remember my Uncle David. I have a terrible memory, so that's a big reason why I do a lot of social media is so that I can look back and be like, wow. <laughs> remember them. Remember that moment. Remember all those things. Those were so special. I've never felt the way I've been feeling the past few days where I feel a mess, but also so true to myself at the same time I feel that he's here and he's um, shaping me into who I am what I'm going to be and his impact on me is so heavy right now I'm recording this on Monday what's the date let me see Monday the 27th tonight I'm flying home flying uh, to Florida to go spend the week with my brother who's had open heart surgery and he's just been at home. He's been trapped at home. He's going crazy. If you guys can send him a message, whether it's an actual DM or just a prayer or think about him for a second, he's, he's a trooper. He's going through crazy. He, he's just going through boredom because he's had this, he had his chest ripped open and a valve replaced in his heart. He's an amazing person, and um, I can't wait to go spend this week with him. So I'm flying there, but of course I'm going to be talking with family. We're going to be going to Uncle David's house, the funerals in a few weeks in Florida, and then there's another big funeral in Chicago for him. So I just want to be here for them. Um, this podcast is coming out on Tuesday morning, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be flying back home here in a few hours. If you listen to my podcast, you know that I jump into a few questions every episode that you guys send me through social media. So let's get into this week's episode questions. Here we go. So this question comes from Alex on Instagram. Alex messaged me, what's a small thing that always manages to brighten your day no matter what? Um, there's a few things like right off the bat. I, I want to instantly say like if it's sunny out, I'm happier if I get to read my comments I'm happier I have some of the best 
followers on earth. I feel like, um, when I hop onto the social media, I just, I get so happy to talk to you guys. Um, that's not me being like cheesy and promoting my social media brand. Like I genuinely have a good time talking to you guys. Uh, I think one of the weird things is like, if I can take a shower in the morning, I'm going to have such a better day. (laughs) I have a bad day if I don't shower in the morning. And it's just like that routine of like getting water on the face, even if I don't shower, but if I put my head in the sink, like I'm good, I'm good to go. Here we go. It's going to be a great day. My face is wet. I'm awake. I know it's weird. It's so weird, but that's, uh, those are some of those small things that just brighten my day. That's a really good question. Um, I hope, I hope that was the answer you're looking for. I know those were weird answers. Let's go on to another question. I'm going to hop over to Snapchat. Let's see. Okay. So here's a question from, I believe Tanya, and then there's a bunch of characters after. Um, but the question is, what's a achievement or moment in your life that you're incredibly proud of? So great question. There's a few things that have been like milestones, I guess like chapters in my life where when I think back of like what um, what I'm proud of myself for the most, but what actually like what actually changed me and shaped me into like my next steps. Um, and sometimes you just like make you, you have such a big achievement that you like naturally just keep moving forward. You don't go backwards because of that achievement, you know. I guess like a, a dumb analogy would be like if you graduated high school, it's such a big thing. You're not going to go back to high school. That's a dumb thing. Um, but you get my point. Like some milestones of yours are just so great that it starts a new chapter for you. And I think, well, I know that uh, I think I was like 13 or 14, probably 13, I think. I made something called a, the Spring Break Slide Jam, and it was for downhill skaters, and I hosted this slide jam of, like, 100 people, and you guys who listen to me every week probably are sick of these stories, but I'm going to say them anyways. Um, I hosted this big slide jam at a really young age. I got all the neighbors at this big hill to agree to have to let me have a couple, like, I, I had a, a little over 100 people, I believe. I had 25 sponsors ranging from small to large companies like really big companies that I reached out to like 500 companies skateboard companies and longboard companies to send some gear for this event and just be part of it as a sponsor and so grateful for all the gear that was sent but it was really cool like the incentive for this competition was large the amount of people that traveled to some 13 year old slide jam was immense my family's help was immense my friend's help was so present like people were so in on it um and it it downpoured and it just made it even more special because one of the neighbors invited a hundred kids to come hang out in their garage and just stay dry from the storm and uh it was really cool it was a really special day and that kick-started like what's next for me and gave me a lot of uh, experience in the realm of emailing companies at a young age and just talking to a large group of people, just being a host, I guess. Um, the other thing that was fairly recent was like two years of perseverance and hard work of reaching out to REI to host, uh, to, to, to sell my brand paid off. And now I work with REI and I have 
my hats in six locations. And uh, all we can hope for is to continue to expand and get on the shelves at more REIs. I'm getting messages every day about what which REI is coming next, which products are coming next, um, and suggestions. And if you if you want to suggest your local REI, please send me a message or message REI that they should carry my brand. It goes a long way. Um, regardless, that kickstarted the next movement of what I'm going to focus on for my company, which is something called B2B in the business world, business to business. So me selling uh, my stuff in more stores, retail stores around the world as much as possible instead of just B2C, which is just me, business to consumer, me like e-commerce. When you buy something on, on a, my website and I send it straight to you, business to you. Um, so I'm, I'm going to dip into the B2B world as much as possible here. And that's really like, in my opinion, one of the best ways to scale as a company because now you're in all these stores and that store is growing your brand for you. It's a win-win because you're selling your product in their store. It helps their store look better and do better and vice versa. Um, and you're just available in more stores. It's pretty cool to like walk into a store and see the brand that you've poured your heart and life into. So uh, that was the most recent big accomplishment that I'm super proud of. It was extremely not easy to do. I don't want to to ever uh, like not voice that, but that's the only reason why I talk about how proud I am of that because I still like it's still not easy to do, and I'm very very grateful for the opportunity, and I'm proud of myself. I'm gonna take one more from Snapchat. This username is super long, but the question is, uh, what's a skill or hobby you've been wanting to learn or explore more? What comes right off, right to my mind is, uh, is working with clay pottery, uh, making mugs and, uh, vases and pots and just using a kiln and getting into that world. I've always wanted to do that and I've never done that. Um, I also want to get into cooking more really bad, like actually, actually learn cooking. <laughs> but I, I also feel that I have this brain that can only take 50 gigabytes and I've been putting in 3000 terabytes in the past five years and I just keep filling it and filling it and filling it. And, uh, I guess if I have to be honest, like another skill or hobby that I want to get into is um, like meditation, being okay with nothing, practicing time for yourself, working on yourself, whether it's your mental health, physical health, literally like like nothing, like doing nothing and clearing your mind and having like a, a full day of that, going up to the mountains, whatever you have to do. I think that that would be very good for me to move forward, reflect, learn more of who I am. Um, so those are all some hobbies and skills that I really want to dive into, hopefully in the near future. Those are the questions for today. Um, if you want to ask me anything, you can message me at Miles Dittmar on any social media platform. Uh, if I don't answer it on this podcast, I always get back through DM. So ask me anything you'd like and I'll get back to you. I love you guys. Thank you for those questions. If we can reflect back on anything, on any value that you might have gotten out of this conversation, I just hope that 
my conversation about love and nonviolence and how to preach those things within yourself, within your family, friends, people on the internet, strangers, homeless people, workers. I hope that this conversation today will help you feel the desire to want to be kind, even if you already are. There's not a single person on earth that doesn't deserve kindness, no matter what they're doing. If they're spreading hate or violence, the best thing always is love and kindness. I hope to learn more about this subject soon and talk about it soon and dedicate more of my company Smile Hard to preach these things. If you want to learn more about my great uncle David, um, you can just Google David Engbarth and read some articles about him and see what he looked like and see that giant smile that he has in every photo. Or if you go to his Facebook page, it's just being flooded with stories from all over Chicago and Florida and everywhere he went and traveled to talk with people. He's an amazing person. He has an amazing soul. And I think we all, no matter what, where we are, what we are, can we can all learn something from him and what he did here on Earth. I love you, Uncle David. I love you all, family members that and friends and other people, friends of his, that are feeling this pain. Um, but let's all reflect on his actions. Let's all be more like David Engbarth. Love you, Uncle David. Thank you all for listening to the Smile Hard podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day.